to give him my best worship. It's time to give him my best praise. It's time to give him everything we got. Simple song says, and we are glad. Anybody glad? Come on, here we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are worthy. Hallelujah. You get the highest praise.
a lot to be glad about. We're going to ask you to remain standing and pause for just a second. There are some that's in the vestibule back that want to come on in. We're going to ask them favor to do so here and in the back. Ushers, you may let them come on in, please. Yes. Anybody glad to be in the service? One more time, glad to be in the house of prayer. One more time, I know he didn't have to do it, but I'm so glad he did. So glad, so glad. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless his name. Bless his name. Amen. God bless you. Go ahead. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, with praises on our lips and thanksgiving in our heart. Lord, just thanking you for this day. Lord, we thank you for this holiday season. Lord, but most of all, we thank you for the reason for the season, Lord, which is Jesus Christ. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for God has been so good to us. Yes, God. Lord, we thank you for this day, Lord, and we thank you for putting on our hearts, Lord, the real reason for the season. But Lord, oftentimes, Lord, we focus on the gifts, Lord, on what we're going to give and what we're going to get. But Lord, you gave us the greatest gift of all, which is Jesus. And Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we just ask that you just stir up the good news in us this morning, Lord. Lord, we pray for peace, Lord, and joy. For Lord, if there's ever time we need it, Lord, we need it now. Yeah, Lord. Lord, we just pray, Lord, that you would help those that are battered this evening this morning, Lord, by the loss of loved ones, Lord. Lord, those who are suffering from conflict and confusion, Lord, we just ask that you would just bring peace to them. Draw them close to you right now, Lord. Lord, we just let them ask that you let them know, Lord, that you're God and you're God all by yourself. But Lord, you're that same Jesus, Lord, that was born in a manger, Lord, in a manger of hay. Not in a hospital, Lord. But Lord, we know you're not a babe in a manger anymore, Lord, but you're God and you're King of kings and Lord of lords. Lord, we pray this morning for the preached word, Lord. We ask you to just bless him, Lord, that he would touch someone with a word or song. It's in Jesus' name we pray this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you need to take a seat, go ahead and take your seat, but don't sit down on your worship. If you need to sit down, go ahead and take your seat. Oh, nobody needs to sit down. Wonderful. Then we're going to praise him then. Is that all right? Let's do it. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Simple song says, now that we're here, hearing your presence, speak to us now. <laughs> because we're open to hear a word from you. Come on, Sean, now. Now that we're here. Yes. Here in your presence. Yes. Humbly we bow. Yes. Speak to us now. Now that we're here. Yes, yes. Here in your presence. We're waiting. We're waiting to hear from you. Yes. Can we sing that with him now? Presence. Here in your presence, humbly we bow. Speak to us now, now that we're here. in your presence. Here in your presence. We're waiting. We're waiting to hear from you. Let's say that again. Now that we're here. Now that we're here. Humbly we bow, 
hear from you. We're waiting to hear from you. Here's my part right here. We're open, simple song. We're open. Yes. We're open. Yes, Lord. We're open. We're open. Speak to us now. We're open. We're open. We're open. We're open. Speak to us now. We're open. We're open, God. We're open. Anybody come to get a word? We're open. Speak to us. Speak to us now. We're open. 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 Speak to us. Let us pray. Father God, we are open. But Lord God, we thank you. Father, we thank you because you have blessed us. And we know there's nothing that we did that was so good. But we're open, Lord. Open to whatever you have to say. Because we want to do your will. Oh God, we thank you now for this season. When we look back at that special day when God sent his only begotten son. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for loving us in spite of ourselves. Thank you for that special gift. Now, Lord God, we ask that you will help us to give back to you the love that you have given to us, that we will do those things that will be pleasing that we will help the poor, that we will visit the sick and not forget them in this season and at this time of the year. Yes, we are open to do what we know you want us to do, Lord. Bless us now. Give us a mind to serve. Give us the strength to do those things that you will be willing and that you will be happy to see us do as your people. Thank you, Lord, for this church and all churches that are open in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Bless us now through this service that we may leave here better than we were, better than we were before we came. And we ask that you would do it all in the precious name of that sweet baby boy, Jesus. Amen.
wonderful day it is. This is the day that the Lord has made. We thank God for his presence. And I certainly hope and feel his presence in this place. I want to give you just a moment to, to rest yourself so that you can stand for the response to reading. And we're going to ask you, we're going to ask that you do that right now. Please stand for our response to reading for the morning. May we read together? So they went. Now say that one more time like you really mean it. Come on. Amen. God bless. Let's sing together. Go tell it on the mountain. to know that Jesus Christ is born and we do have something to tell when we know that we could just tell him all the many blessings and what he's done for us and what he's continued to do for us this time now we're going to just pause for the announcements and we ask that you please listen so that those you may be able to help those who may be in situations right now first of all we ask that you always pray for our sick and shut-in members we also ask that you continue to pray for Brother Gross, he is uh, certainly moving around here. Uh, I'm not sure that he's here uh, to, to today, but he was here 
this past week. Is Brother Gross back there in the place? Oh, all right. Let me ask you to continue to pray for him as well. We also ask that you pray for one another. This is the season of the year when things happen. You know that, don't you? So we ask that you continue to pray for one, one another. Also, I'm going to ask that you please pray for the presentation of the uh, cantata this evening. And there's a lot going on. We ask that you please come. And But before you get there, we ask that you send a prayer up. And then when you get there, send another prayer up. Amen. And, Sister Helen Powell, uh, sister, it's, um, I, I think it's being funeralized today. We ask you to please pray for that. Also, uh, we'll be in prayer for Sister Loretta Williams and her family, Sister Williams' son, Alonzo, passed away on this past Thursday, and they need the prayers of the church. Also, Brother Charles Foster's sister, uh, Alice, uh, passed away, and we ask that you pray for her. And again, Sister Faith Foster's uh, aunt passed away. So that's a lot going on, and I know that you know that, so we ask you to continue to pray for all of our signature and members and those who are suffering with uh, other situations. I know that they, you know and they know we're much better than we. This time now we're going to get some additional announcements from the media. Media, you on? Good morning, Kate Chapel. After months of planning, practice, and prayer, our cantata is finally here. Join us today at the New Horizon Church International as we celebrate the coming of our King. The cantata will begin at 6 p.m. And if you'd like a ride from K to New Horizon, please be here and ready to leave by 5 p.m. We look forward to seeing each of you on tonight. Hats off to classes 12B and 10B. What a fantastic job supplying the community with much needed clothing and household items through their clothes closet extravaganza on December the 1st thanks to the sharing hands of our K Chapel congregation. The Jackson District Young People's Department will host their annual Christmas social on Thursday, December the 20th at 6 p.m. and ending at 9 p.m. This event will take place at New Mount Zion located at 140 Maple Street. All K Chapel youth are encouraged to attend. Guess what, K Chapel? The Mission Ministry is having a birthday tea just for you. Well, technically, for all of you. Join us for the annual Everybody's Birthday Tea on Sunday, December the 23rd in the Old Fellowship Hall after the 8 and the 11 o'clock worship service. Have cake and punch as we celebrate your special day. Thanks to the K-Chapel family, the homeless community has been warmed by the blankets that you so willingly donated. Class 10A thanks you for your giving spirit. Please be sure to take note of the worship schedule for our remaining Sundays in December. On today, we have this worship service, followed by Sunday School at 9.30, and then the Christmas Cantata at 6 p.m. On next Sunday, December the 23rd, we will have our regular 8 and 11 a.m. worship services. And on Sunday, December the 30th, we will have our joint year-end service at 10 a.m., no Sunday School. And remember, Bible study will resume in the new year. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. I know you got those announcements. We just want to have one to come down for the right hand of fellowship. And then, of course, we're going to recognize our visitors. So, Michael Wilson, will you please come on down? Come on down, Mike. Is he here? Mike? 
Michael Wilson? Hey, so he's not here, I suppose. So at this time, we're going to ask all of our visitors, listen, if you're not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you right now to please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Amen. Good morning. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Stand Amen. up, visitors. I want you to remain standing for just a moment. God bless you. He's ready. This is what we want you to know. Um, stop it. <laughs> this is what we want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reginald Black, our pastor Merton, and the entire K Chapel family. Just so happy that you chose to wish us today. If you're just visiting, please come in the time and schedule the live. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave today, we're going to try to confess to you that you just found home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you're going to get here at K Chapel Eastern Baptist Church. This is our fellowship area. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel.
seated in the presence of the Lord. Are there any grateful people in the house this morning? Anybody grateful to the Lord? You know that it's because of God's goodness that you are here right now. Just grateful for what he's doing, grateful for what he's done, grateful for the promises yet to be received. I don't know about you, but I'm just grateful grateful in this house. Amen. Amen. If you're grateful, why don't you just smile at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I hope you are. I hope you are. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. My God, my God. Somebody too mean to smile. Go on and smile. Go on and smile. Amen. Don't be too mean to smile. God bless you. Hallelujah. Bless his name. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Listen, we're getting ready for Christmas and uh, certainly you heard on the uh, media announcements that today is cantata sunday the music department has been working tirelessly for our annual christmas cantata how many years is this for us now 40 30 what 39 i was close 39 years amen in our 39th year we are excited about all that god has done and all that he will do come on somebody let's give that a hand thank god for that not a whole lot of churches that can say they've been doing anything for 39 years <laughs> Amen. And so we're grateful for that. Again, we want you to come out and share with us at the New Horizon Church uh, International there in South Jackson on Ellis Avenue this evening. Uh, uh, Van will be leaving the uh, church uh, here at 5 p.m., I understand. And so if you're in need of a, of a ride, uh, make sure that you're here uh, and get on the bus. Amen. Amen. We will get you to New Horizon Church in time for our annual Christmas cantata. Be in prayer for Brother Thickpin and all of our music department and all the great voices and orchestra that the message of Christmas will go out. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I do want to also remind you that we will be having Christmas Eve service on on what is Christmas Eve? Monday, Monday at 6 p.m. Amen. Monday at 6 p.m. And so we want to invite you to come and share in our Christmas Eve service in preparation. Amen. Get all of your shopping done and out of the way. I don't know what time the stores close, but let's make sure you've done all of that. They close at 6. Amen. They say they close at 6. Amen. So you, 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 you should have had it done by then. Bless his name. If you don't have it done by then, just, just tell them, amen, I love you. Wrap it up and, and tell them I'll get back to you. Amen. Amen. But uh, 6 o'clock, uh, Christmas Eve service on Monday. Do Just, just a note of specificity. We did hear about uh, the, the passing of the son of Loretta Williams. Because we do have another Loretta Williams here uh, in this congregation, just want to specify that that is not Deaconess Loretta Williams, but that he is the son uh, or a, a family member of Deacon Kelvin Williams. And so we want, just want to make sure you know who, who's involved and what families are involved uh, in that and where to send your condolences. So the, the family of Deacon Kelvin Williams uh, is the family to which those condolences and prayers and thoughts should be sent. Amen. God bless you and keep you as our prayer. Won't you come? And amen. I do want to also inform you that the sister of our own, um, Mother Curry, passed. And those services will be Friday in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So please keep Mother Curry and her family in your prayers. At this time, it's the opportunity that all of us can participate in our service, our tithes and offertory period. The uh, deacons are coming to give us the tithes and opportunity to and then followed by the, the ushers and the choir, where we all can participate. So at this time, we have emphasis from the pulpit. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. The word of God 
for the people of God. Ushers, choir.
this morning. We ask that they be used for the betterment of the kingdom. And that all the saints together will say amen, amen, amen.
God is with us. I said God is with us. He is Emmanuel. With us in tough times. With us in dark times. With us in mean times. With us in cold times. God is Emmanuel with us. And good news is that he promised to never leave us and to never forsake us. Is anybody happy about that this morning? That, that in the midst of people leaving you, that God says, I'll never leave your side. I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. That's the kind of God we serve. And that's the God we worship. And we say, Emmanuel. I want to invite your attention to Luke's gospel, Luke chapter number 22. Thank you, voices, for blessing us with your music ministry this morning. Thank you to our awesome musicians and minstrels who always usher in the presence of God. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse number 11. There these words are recorded. For unto you is born this day. In the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. That's enough right there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If you will help me preach this by telling your neighbor, Christmas is for you. Christmas is for you. Christmas is for you. As we continue on the journey this year, this series, Unwrapping the Christ of Christmas, my prayer is that you are sensing perhaps with greater attention and sensitivity all of the unique circumstances surrounding the birth of Christ. My hope is that you are able to break through the cacophony of what Christmas has become and see afresh the Christ of Christmas, discovering the wonder and the joy of worshiping him with a heart made aware of who he is, how he came, and what it means for the believer today. Because the celebration of this child's birth over 2,000 years ago is not just some glorified birthday party, but it's a call for every believer, every Christian, to consider the implications of the vehicle, the venue, and the vision of this incredible birth. Conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, and loved by a silent surrogate yet faithful father named Joseph. That is the vehicle of his birth. That's how he was born. Born in Bethlehem, wrapped in swaddling clothes, laid in an animal's feeding trough. That's the venue of his birth, the location and the conditions 
of his birth. But the paradoxical implications of it all, how we see our Savior understanding that he chose to enter into the earth full of divinity yet wrapped in humanity, full of power yet veiled in poverty, full of wisdom yet according to scripture having to learn obedience. That is the paradoxical vision of his birth that has implications for the believer today. For it says to us that there is something holy about humility. There's something mighty about modesty. There is something godly about being willing to be identified with the lowly. And if you can ever get past the events and the activities, the customs and the cards, the parties and the poinsettias, the trees and the trimmings, the music and the mistletoe that we have allowed Christmas to become and dare to unwrap the Christ of Christmas, you will see that Christmas really is for you. Not in a selfish sense, but in a purposeful sense. Christmas is for you, not in terms of all that you get for Christmas, but in terms of all that you get out of Christmas. Christmas is for you, not from the vantage point of the material, but rather from the meaning of the spiritual. Christmas is for you. Listen again to the angels. Announcement to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David. Savior, which is Christ the Lord, unto you, for unto you, for unto you. Don't look over the fact that this announcement is given to shepherds in the middle of the night. Shepherds, that overlooked, forgotten group of field workers. Shepherds, those who held jobs that nobody else wanted. Shepherds. Shepherds, those mostly uneducated men who lived in the shadows of darkness. Shepherds, those menial workers who carried the stench of manure on their person and bore the stigma of outcast upon their psyche. Shepherds. And while everybody had returned to their homeland to be counted, shepherds stayed in the fields. While everybody else was being counted because of the census, Shepherds remained in the shadows of the darkness. While everybody else was being told that they mattered, the subliminal message to the shepherds was, you don't count. Shepherds were the undocumented workers of the Roman world. They didn't count. Worked in the fields and raised the flock for everybody else to eat. But no need of you showing up for the census because you don't count. And the angel comes to those shepherds in the middle of the night and says to them, for unto you, for unto you, you who have been left out, you who have been overlooked, you who have been mistreated by society, you who have been looked down upon, you who have been underappreciated, undervalued, underpaid, you who have been thought less of, less important, less significant, you who have been marginalized, stigmatized, ostracized, you who have been told that you don't count, unto you a child is born. Unto you a son is given. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ 
the Lord. That is the beauty of Christmas. That God sent his son into the world for the world and to remind all of us that we count. Don't let anybody fool you into believing you don't count. Because of where you come from, you don't count. Because of where you went to school, you don't count. Because of where you live, you don't count. Because of how you talk, you don't count. Because of what you did, you don't count. Because you got locked up, you don't count. Because you made some mistakes, you don't count. The devil is a lie. I count because I was created in his image and after his likeness. I count because I was created by the most high God. I count because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I count because he has plans for me and an expected end. I count because... God has smiled on me. I count. And when the world looks over me, God looks at me and says, you count. For unto you is born this day. The city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Christmas is for you. Christmas is for you because Christmas, at Christmas, Unexpected promises are fulfilled. Unto you is born this day in the city of David. Unexpected promises are fulfilled. Nobody expected the Savior to be born into the world coming out of Bethlehem. None significant about Bethlehem. No major exports came out of Bethlehem. Nothing about Bethlehem made it enviable as a strategic military location. No commerce or trade happened in Bethlehem. And there was no reason for the Savior of the world to be born in Bethlehem except for the fact that it had been promised to happen. Some 700 years preceding the Lord's birth, the prophet Michael wrote in chapter 5, But you, Bethlehem, though you are little among thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler of Israel who's going forth are from old to everlasting. That's the only reason he was born in Bethlehem, because God said he would be. <laughs> so the birth of Bethlehem was an unexpected promise fulfilled. Bethlehem is just one of the unexpected promises. God not only chose an unknown town for the Savior to be born in, but he chose an unknown teen to bring him forth. Just he had chosen an unsuspecting place. He also chose an unsuspecting, unexpecting person. Sent the angel Gabriel to make the announcement to her, saying, Hail thou who art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And here's what you need to see here. There's no reason for anyone to think that Mary would carry and bring the long-awaited Messiah into the world. There's no reason for anyone to look at Mary and say of her, she's the one. But God saw this unsuspecting girl, this unnoticed girl, this overlooked girl, this disregarded girl, perhaps this even bullied girl. Promised her that she would one day carry the holy child in her womb. That the son that she would deliver into the world would in fact be the deliverer of the world. These two promises, one recorded in Micah's prophecy, the other recorded in Luke's gospel, were unexpected. Who would have chosen Bethlehem and who would have chosen Mary? Who would have picked such a small town for the Savior? And who would have chosen such a simple girl as Mary? 
But that's what Christmas is about. It's the fulfillment of the unexpected, the fulfillment of the unsuspected, the fulfillment of what God has declared that may not add up or may not fit conventional thinking or may not reflect popular notions or current trends. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God moves in the unexpected places and uses the unexpected people. Paul said it like this in 1 Corinthians 1 and 27, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. In other words, God has a track record of using the low things to mess up the high things. Do I have a witness in here? He'll use freed slaves shouting and singing to bring down Jericho walls. He'll use a boy with a slingshot to bring down a giant in battle gear. He'll use a man who stuttered to stand before an Egyptian king to free his people. He'll use a prostitute named Rahab to set into motion Israel's conquering of the promised land. He'll use simple people. Simple people like Fannie Lou Hamer to stir up national politics and change local policy. He'll use simple folk like Henry Kirksey. Study the census and master redistricting to make sure black, black votes counted and changing the whole political climate in the state of Mississippi. He'll use these kinds of people, folk you never suspect. They just go around breaking verbs here and there. little modest suit here and there. Never boast or brag about where they've been or what they've done. And God will use those simple people to do extraordinary things. That's how the Lord works. And that's why Christmas is for you. Because if truth be told, there are some people, maybe around you, maybe at your workplace, who don't expect much to come out of you. They ain't going to tell you to your face. <laughs> Amen. They're smart enough not to say it to your face because it might blow up in front of them. But, but if truth be told, they, they don't expect you to do much. That there are some folk who think that, that you don't have much to offer. They've already determined that because they went to a better school than you went to and because they have more experience than you and because they have more connections than you have, that, that you can't tell them anything. But I, I need to remind you that, that God chooses the weak to confound the mighty. In, in other words, while they're bragging about all they know and all they have, just remember that if God be for you, who can be against you? Remember that if the Lord is on your side, that's more than the world against you and God still uses ordinary people for extraordinary purposes now, I don't know who this is for but there are some unexpected promises that have yet to be fulfilled in your life and the Lord sent me by here to remind you that if he promised it he will perform it I don't care how long it takes if he promised it it will I wish I had a witness in this house it will come to pass you might have to pray a while. You might have to fast a while. And you might have to wait a while. But if the Lord said it, it will come to pass. Secondly, Christmas is for you because Christmas, at Christmas, unexplained passion is revealed. Unexplained passion. It, watch it. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Christmas at its core is a love story. It's a love story about a savior. 
is a story that reveals the passion that God has for humanity in sacrificing his only son to leave his heavenly throne and trade it for a meager manger. God loved us so that he allowed his only son to trade in robes of splendor for swaddling clothes. He loved us so that he allowed his only son to trade in streets of gold and walk dusty roads of Israel. He loved us so that he allowed his only son to leave where angels praised him to come to a place where men would spit upon him. He loved us so that he allowed his only son to leave the royal crown to take up a rugged cross. And he did it because he loved us. For God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting. It's one thing to declare your love, but it's quite another to prove it through action. Wish I had a witness in this house. You, you can tell your, your sweetie pie all day and all night, honey, I love you. Words are good. They tickle the ear. But after a while, I got to eat. Wish I had a witness in here. Words are good. It tickle the ear, but after a while, you, you want to feel like somebody loves you. You, you don't want to just hear it all the time. You want to see. Wish I had some real folk in here. Show me that you love me. And, and God so loved that he didn't just say I love you, but he showed it by giving his son. It's a love story. It's a love story. It's about God's pure passion for humanity that is demonstrated through the sacrifice of his son who would then sacrifice himself as savior of the world. Christmas is about the love that God has for us, the love that Jesus has for us, not just to tell us, but to show us. Paul said it like this, God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of him. For if when we were sinners, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Christmas, my brothers and sisters, is the embodiment of love. It is love exemplified by the giving of Christ. It is love epitomized by the offering of his son. It is love personified through the life and the death of the Savior. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. A Savior who gave his life that we might live. Christmas is for you thirdly, and I'm through. Christmas is for you because at Christmas, untapped purpose is concealed untapped purpose the angel talks to the shepherds and he says unto you is born this day in the city of David Savior Jesus Christ the Lord then he says this and this shall be a sign unto you you will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger now here's where it gets interesting voices because the very first Christmas was not just about opening and revealing, but is actually about wrapping. Yeah, 
she, 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 she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. She, she wrapped him, and, and after she wrapped him, keep reading his story, because shortly after she wrapped him up, uh, Joseph and Mary had to run to Egypt. Because Herod was looking for this Christ child after the kings came from the east wanting to worship him. They, they said there's a new king and, 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 and Herod got word of it and said I want all of the Hebrew boys between this age killed. Mary and Joseph understood that, that their newborn baby had a death sentence on his head and they flee to Egypt. Wrapped. Wrapped him up. They didn't go there to take a vacation. They went there because they needed, watch this, to keep him concealed. Ah, I'm going somewhere. Yes, yes, he was born. Yes, he grew in stature and in spirit. Yes, he showed glimpses of greatness that caused Mary to have to ponder the promise in her heart. But for 30 years, she waited for Jesus' purpose to come into focus. For 30 years, y'all. She watched him grow and challenge the doctors in the temple with his questions for 30 years. She witnessed him develop from a baby laying in a manger to a man who had a greater mission. And I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, come here. I wonder how long you are willing to be concealed. Ah, you missing it. You, let, let, let me use another example. Y'all remember David? David David was a shepherd boy in the, in the field, and he was watching his daddy's flocks. And, 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 and Samuel came by to anoint the next king of Israel. Y'all remember that, don't you? And, and went through all of Jesse's sons, and, and Samuel said, do you have another son? Jesse said, well, I got one other boy out there. He's in the field, but he ain't no king material. And Samuel said, come, let me see him. And, and he saw that boy, and, and you know what happened. He took the oil and poured that oil on David. David and anointed David as the next king. Of, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, listen, there's some kings in this place, and because you're looking on the outside, you don't see what God has put on the on the inside. Don't don't fool yourself. Don't don't let the cover fool you. God, watch it. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this. But after he had been anointed king, do you know it was 15 years? Between him being anointed king and actually being appointed king. I need to ask somebody, what do you do for 15 years when you know you've been anointed to be the next king? What do you do for 15 years when you know that God has put a blessing on your life? What do you do for 15 years when you know that God has a greater destiny for you? But watch this, but you can't tell nobody. Because if you dared to tell some folk, they wouldn't believe you. They'd think you're crazy. They, they'd write you off. He, he'd think all these thoughts about himself. But for 15 years, David had to go back to keeping sheep. Got a question for you. Are you mature enough to believe God when he dares to anoint you for something that he'll appoint you to later on? There was a king inside of him. 
question is, can you wait for your purpose and your promise to come to pass without giving up and giving out on it? I believe it was the fool in Shakespeare's King Lear who said, have more than thou showest and speak less than thou knowest. In other words, that, that, that's pretty good advice. All he's saying is, don't show everything you got and don't tell everything you know. Listen, I know you got this and that and the other, but you don't have to show everybody. You don't have to tell everybody. Some things you ought to just keep to you. Good God Almighty. Some folk can't keep water. The Lord show them one thing and they go tell everybody. The Lord going to do this. He didn't tell you all that. This Christ Christmas, you might need to reflect on the fact that everything God has said does not get opened up at the same time. It doesn't come to pass on one day. It doesn't happen right now. But there are some things that you're going to have to be patient and not get weary in well-doing. Think about how long Mary waited before her baby boy finally came into his purpose because remember Jesus didn't start ministering until the age of 30 watch this and he wasn't ready then y'all it's in the text y'all I'm through but y'all remember he was at a wedding in Cana they'd run out of wine and Mary saw the couple that was about to be embarrassed. And she said to the attendants who were there, listen, Jesus is going to fix it, so do whatever he says. Up until that point, Jesus had not done anything public in terms of ministry. It was because his mama... who had earlier wrapped him up in swaddling clothes and had been praying for the day when his purpose would come to pass, had been waiting for him to mature into his ministry, had been waiting for him to come into his manhood. When she saw the moment, she said, uh-huh, it's here now. He don't even see it, but I know what's going on now. Do whatever he says. Jesus tried to talk back to his mama. It's in the text, y'all. What, what does this have to do with me, woman? And this is why I tell you before, I believe with all my heart, Mary had some sister in her. Because Mary, Mary didn't even respond. She just kept walking and said, do whatever he said. I'm going to deal with you later. Do whatever he says. And she pushed him into his purpose when it was the right time. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying, hold on. Hold out. Don't give up. Your purpose will come to pass. But stay wrapped up a while. It's okay. Don't tell everybody your business. Let God do it in his timing. And when it's the right time, it will happen. Christmas is for you.
And it has implications far beyond what did you get for Christmas this year. It has implications of hope and love and joy and peace. The peace of knowing that what God has promised shall come to pass. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful, how thankful we are that Christmas is for us. There have been times in life when we have felt like we didn't matter, times in life when we've even counted ourselves out because of messages that we've received, because of the world as it is, because of situations developing, and maybe we felt like we didn't matter, but God, thank you that you look at us and you know us by name. You call us by name fearfully and wonderfully made are we God remind us whenever we doubt our significance that in you we matter God we pray for unexpected and unsuspecting people and places and purposes things that we thought wouldn't happen, couldn't happen maybe even shouldn't happen but because you are God all things are possible to them that believe so God we, we sit with anticipation anticipating all that you have promised all that you have declared from from everlasting to everlasting, knowing that you are God. Lord, we pray for peace now. In our nation, in our country, we pray for peace. In our state and in our city, we pray for peace. Where there's discord in our neighborhoods, in our homes, in our families, and perhaps even in our hearts. Oh God, be the Prince of Peace who reigns and rules in our hearts. Let your joy abide. Let your grace be multiplied in our lives. Lord, we love you now. We pray, God, that Christmas would have new significance and new meaning in our lives. We would not be so distracted by the superfluities of the season, but, God, that we would rather focus in on the hope of this day the joy of your birth and the significance of it in our lives right now God I pray for someone who needs to know you who needs to open up their hearts and let you in as savior of their lives for unto us you have been given so, Lord, I pray for someone who has not accepted you yet or has not come to know you yet, Lord, that you would come into their hearts and into their lives right now while they're open their hearts to you and say, yes, Lord, Christmas is for me and Christ is for me. If you're here this morning and you're ready to make that confession, you're ready to give your life to Christ, this would be a wonderful day, a wonderful time, a wonderful moment for you to say, yes, Christmas is for me because Christ is for me he's for you and he's with you 
and he'll never leave you or forsake you. And if you're here this morning, the invitation is extended. If you're here this morning, you don't have a church home, you're invited to come. If you don't have a fellowship where you can come and, and grow in the knowledge and in the faith of God and in his word, you're invited to come. The doors of the church are open. Won't you come now? Sun will shine if you hold out. The doors of the church are open. God bless you. Hallelujah. Come now. Come now. Come now. Come now. Yes. Bless his name. Bless his name. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Today is your day. Right now is your moment. You've been thinking about this for some time. Go ahead and make the decision. I know. Hallelujah. Sun is going to shine. The sun is going to shine. If I hold out. Bless his name. Sun is going to shine. If I hold out. If I hold out. Yeah. So many nights I cry. For better days. For better days. I pray. and hold out, hold out. Come on, come on, sing it with us. Weeping May, weeping May. up ye everlasting doors the sun the sun is gonna shine might be dark now but the sun is gonna shine the sun is gonna shine the sun is gonna shine 
now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. Go in peace. Amen.